two. Kyle, we're live. You're already talking, Kyle. I mean, damn. Covering you from your LB1 to your taxi squad, this is IDP Nation. Manning back, bouncing fire to the far side. It's intercepted and running into a touchdown. Your home for the best in IDP and draft coverage. Daniel has time in the pocket, steps up, and he's going to be hit from the side, and he's going down. That's a sack. Here are the hosts of IDP Nation, Hollywood and Kyle B. Welcome to IDP Nation. What's going on, Kyle? What's what's happening, buddy? I just what, uh, what is so damn funny? Why did we literally just started? I know, and that's why I'm laughing already because the first the first thing you said when you clicked live was I I said one two for you to click twice, and the first thing you said to me when we started was tell me to shut up because I was talking already. Well, I mean, we're live, and you're already yakking. Yakety, yak, yakking. Jesus Christ. Oh, I shouldn't be surprised. I'm trying to be but... all professional, hitting the buttons and doing all the stuff, and you're just yakety, yak, yak, yak. I was just trying and to help, just, man, telling you to hit it twice. I said one, two, and away. you told me just, to shut up. Just like a little schoolgirl, just over just. <laughs> Damn. <sighs> anyway, I'm, I'm doing good, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for asking, Kyle. I appreciate it. I absolutely, man. I I'm always I'm always worried about how you're doing. What? Why you got to be worried? I don't know. You know, I'm just 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 curious. That's all. Like, how's your day going? What are you doing? You know, curiosity killed the cat, Kyle. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. What you got there, buddy? Um, you you know how I roll, man. Keystone. Hmm. I like it. I like it. I like Not quite. Doesn't quite measure up to the 97 ounce Budweiser's you drink. But. Well, they're technically, let's see here. Technically not 95 they're, they're, or 97. They're 25. You know, I got to keep my girlish figure intact. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Damn. God. Uh, no, man, it's good to see you, you know. Um, I know, I know you're happy to see me, and I just want you to know I'm happy to see you as well. I've missed you, Kyle. I have. <laughs> I know like, you have. You know, I've not seen Kyle in a week. <laughs> you know, not talked to him. I've been busy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good to be back. You beat my ass down in the uh, IDP only league, which is not nice. I can't help it, man. That's I not have... nice. Javon Hargrave. That's in, you that's cheated. The, the defensive I don't know tackle how, premium. But you did. You cheated. I'm gonna have right. to talk to Commissioner Dooge about this. He'll tell you you lost. That's that's it. Bottom line. No. That's it. Done deal. Well, Moving on. Well, I'll, I'll slip him a little bit of money for hookers and cocaine, and he'll be back on my side. <laughs> he can be bought. He I can be bought. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say to that. I'm just saying. 
<sighs> Just like the million dollar man said, everybody's got a price. Everybody's got a price, Kyle. Everybody. <laughs> I can't help it that I know what that price is. Uh, hey. I, I got nothing. Well, you know. I come ready. I come prepared. You certainly do. I do. I'm like, I gotta cover my bases here. I gotta know I gotta know my shit. I gotta know what I'm talking about. I can't disappoint the people. <laughs> no. No, I can't. You can't. You disappoint them, they quit tuning in. They quit listening. They quit sponsoring us. We can't have that. No, I, I got I this, Kyle. Jump, just jump on my back, and like always, I will carry your ass to the finish line. Like that. I'm eh? just saying. Sheesh. Well, <sighs> hey, how about how about this though? How about your Titans got to win, and so do my Packers. So. Oh yeah. Both tight games. Uh, yeah. Big big yeah. wins, you guys. You know, well, you guys had a yeah. tight win week two. This week, not so much. You guys yeah, took we, it to Indianapolis. We beat the but, shit out of the Colts because, you know, fuck yeah. the Colts because they suck. Yeah. Week week two was a tight one but um, for you guys. But I tell yeah. you what, that Sunday night game, um, that was uh, on the edge of my 37 seat 37 seconds. No timeouts. Unbelievable. You know they screwed themselves. If, if he would have not, which I get it, fighting for the touchdown, but if he had just went down at the one, because they had all their timeouts or two timeouts left. Mm. If he just went down at the one, that's ball game. Two shots at pushing it in from the one with two timeouts. You leave no well, time on the clock. There's no way they come back and beat you there. Well, I'm certainly happy that didn't <clears throat> that didn't happen. I guess you are. You would be. You're the what one a, person in America that's happy. There's a couple. Congratulations. I'm sure there was a couple others. Okay, so there's three of you. <laughs> But hey, I'm just saying both of us got a win today or this this last week um, from our team, so that was awesome. Yep, we're what both of us are two and one, so mm -hmm. three games down, fourteen more to go. So yeah, it's a long season. It's a long season. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, so I guess we'll just uh, go ahead and jump into the news and notes there. You're doing such a good job, Kyle. I'll just let you continue to uh, <laughs> to lead the way with these news and notes. You've kind of impressed me these last few weeks. Wow, man! <clears throat> Thank you. That's that means a lot. I know well, you don't really let, don't let it go to your head. I was just I, trying to. I don't you know. know how sincerely you mean that, but I'll take it. So. Well, it was sincere, but I know how you are. You get the big head and <sighs> whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Just like, just like All right, that. here we go. First first uh, uh, bit of news here. The Detroit Lions release linebacker Jamie Collins. The veteran LB will turn 32 in October. So they couldn't find a trade partner, and they uh, they let him go. So Yeah, I think they tried like hell, but yeah, I just don't think nobody really wanted to take on that contract or whatever he had. And it's always and tough when they when when they know you're probably gonna just release them too, right? At the end of yeah, the day, yeah. I, so. I think they had to pay him quite a bit. I think I saw something they paid him twenty million for sixteen games. So, yeah, that's a big that's a big number. Yeah. Um, 
So, I mean, D- Derek Barnes, um, I know we're going to talk about him a little later. It was him and Jalen Reeves, Jalen Reeves, Maven, that saw the little bit of uptick in playing time. And Anzalone was still the uh, every down guy calling the place. So, yeah, I don't um, like Anzalone's anything special. No, um, I don't either. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Anzalone actually wrote him up in the waiver article that came out today. Um, like I, I said right away, he's not definitely not an exciting IDP asset by any means, but what he is doing right now is playing a bunch. Um, yep. I believe it's the opening line. He's, he's played every snap through three games. So um, if, you know, we're getting to that point of year where injuries are popping up and if you're playing leagues where you start, you know, four linebackers and stuff, you might be looking for a guy and, and he's, snaps he's got i think he has 18 tackles his last two games i think i had written right. up and, um i don't know that this will stay all year if it won't um you know the, the, obviously they're working in barns and I, I think we'll talk about that later but um yeah yeah that going forward it's um you know him and and barns and reeves and maven they worked in so yep reeves um, maven former vol so like that for yeah. him but yeah like somebody I, I, will pick collins up i think now that he's been dropped or released I you believe know, I see. I was the big deal. Somebody will sign him. I'm sure. Right. For, I agree. As a veteran agree. backup or whatever, maybe I, a starter. I believe I saw it on Twitter, and I'm sure people were thinking it as well. Is um, would it not make be a total Belichick thing for him to go Collins to go back to uh, New England? It would. It would. Right. I'm pretty sure I saw it on Twitter too, and I was like, "Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense." <laughs> yeah, I, I, it does make a lot of sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I agree with you. He's going to pop up somewhere, so we'll keep an eye out on where he ends up. Um, had a productive year last year, so yeah. To give, depending on where he lands, we'll see what you know uh, situation he he kind of ends up in and if he's going to contribute. So, but yeah, um, they're going with the young, the young, getting the young buck some time. It seems there, and uh, and like you said, your boy Reeves may have been the former of all. Um, Holy next, cow. Giancarlo just jacked one out of the stadium. <laughs> um, you get you got money on that game or what? That's none of your damn business, Cal. Okay. All right. Well, I hope that I hope that's good for you then. It is good for me. All right. I'm rooting for you, buddy. Always. You know, it's just like those softballs you talk you toss me. I'll just knock them straight out of the stadium. Oh, I like that sound. Let's party. Don't let me interrupt you. You go, boy, with your news no, and man. notes. This is your this is your moment. Just gotta wet the whistle before we get rolling. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with wetting the whistle. God, you of all people. Sh- that <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. My bad. Oh, it's gonna hmm. be a. We're in for it. Okay, here we go. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> <laughs> Tampa Bay Buccaneers cornerback Jamil Dean avoided a major knee injury. Status for week four is in doubt. Um, and we're just I'm gonna dive right into the next bit of news because it ties with that. Is free agent cornerback Richard Sherman is visiting with Tampa Bay, and it looks likely he'll sign with them pending some legalities. So Jamil Dean. Um, injured, he was playing. He was seeing an uptick in snaps with Sean Murphy bunting out. So now Dean's banged mm-hmm. up. They bring in Richard Sherman. It sounds like he's going to sign. Um, what's your take there? Yeah, I mean Dean was a uh, a fantasy uh, darling because he got so many uh, pass deflections and stuff. Um, so that's a good sign that he's avoided a major injury. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, maybe he's out week four, week five, who knows, but doesn't look like it's anything long-term. So maybe you can stash him on your bench or, you know, if he's eligible for IR, you can stash him for a week or two, but that's good that he's uh, not missing any extended time. Right. Richard Sherman, man, I mean, as much as I like him, I think his best days are behind him. You know, the Legion of Boom, that's where he excelled. Um, kind of bounced around, went to San Francisco. <laughs> you know, we uh, unfortunately, we got to see the uh, breakdown, mental breakdown of him. Uh, having some issues off the field. Um, who knows what that is, and I think that's the kind of the hang-up, you know, pending, you know, his legalities. You know, they got to decide some things there. But apparently Tom Brady was, uh, from what I read, he was a big proponent, you know, of getting him to try to come to Tampa Bay. So, I mean, yeah. anytime you can get the goat to sign off on you, that's a, that's a good sign. But I guess we'll have to see what his uh, legal issues hold. You know, is mm-hmm. he allowed to move here or there, or whatever? Don't think he's fantasy wise. He's he's definitely not as good as he used to be. Um, I guess you know a lot of people. His a lot of people's lasting memory is. Uh, um, him with the Niners and not doing so well. So, um, but he had some good moments with him. So I, I think he's definitely serviceable for them. Um, I don't know fantasy wise that I'm counting on him as a star or a stud. Right. You know, if you need a depth piece, then yeah, I would probably look at it that way. But you know, if you're, if, if you need him as a major contributor, he's probably not somebody I'm looking at, but a good yeah. depth piece, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely uh, – I agree with you. I'm not really looking IDP-wise um, for, for much out of Sherman. But, I mean, they're, they're banged up, so they got to bring in somebody. And, um, yeah, I guess we'll see how it all shakes out. Um, with, with Dean Hurt and Murphy Bunting out for a little bit yet, it's uh, pretty slim down there at corner. So, um, makes sense if, if, if they're comfortable with it. You know, that's – like you said, the legalities of everything to make sure that all is okay. So, we'll see. Um Next, the Suxonville Jaguars. That a boy. I'm so proud of you. I'm just reading I, what's typed. That's. I was it, like, he he won't say it. He won't I, say it. I'm reading I'm what's typed. Trying at to you. make trying to make you proud, buddy. Well, um, you did right there. So the Suxonville Jaguars traded cornerback. That's twice I said it. Cornerback C.J. Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> to the to the Carolina Panthers for tight end Dan Arnold and a 2022 third round pick. So, um, yeah, this this makes sense, right? Because unfortunately, J.C. Horn got hurt and he's on IR. Yep, broke some uh, bones in his foot. I think it was. Yep, believe he's got to have surgery. He's going on IR. Um, I know we're yep. both J.C. Horn fans. Hate to see it. Um, that. So they, they, they had a void to fill there, and C.J. Henderson – the Jaguars were looking to move C.J. Henderson before, I believe. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know why they were looking so quick to move him. Who the hell knows what Urban Meyer's thinking anyway? I mean, I wasn't a big C.J. Henderson guy, but considering what they had on the roster, I was like, I don't know why – I mean, you invested some pretty early capital in him, draft capital. Right, um, yeah. 
and now you're just going to give up that quickly. I know it's a new regime, a regime, and not your guy, quote unquote. But right, considering what you got on your roster, I, I would kind of think with his youth and talent, you would be more likely to keep him. But I mean, whatever. I mean, so they, yeah, obviously they were looking to move him. So Carolina has a has a spot they need to to fill big time with J.C. Horn out. They were counting on him you know, to be a huge piece of the defense. Then that defense has been fantastic. So um, they go get Henderson and Jacksonville gets, um, sorry, Saxonville gets a, you know, Dan Arnold gets a tight end for Trevor Lawrence. Dan Arnold's a athletic pass catching tight ends. You know, he's shown some flashes of, of promise. So maybe they, they figure they'll see what they can get out of him, you know, with the young quarterback, maybe they can light a little spark there. And they don't have much at tight end anyway, you know. So getting a pass catching tight end makes sense for a rookie quarterback. And they get a third. They get a. And they get a day two pick. I mean, and they get a day two pick next year. So. Yeah, a little bit of an uptick. I know we're IDP show here, but a little bit of an uptick for uh, Tommy Trembley, or Tremble for Carolina. Tommy Tremble. Yeah. So I think getting Arnold out of the way—that's kind of one peg or one spot out of the way. So. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the Jaguars are going to – they definitely need Henderson. Or mean shoot, the Panthers? I mean, the Panthers definitely need Henderson. Right. With uh, Horn yep. out. So, yep. I mean, they have Dante Jackson. So, maybe right. Henderson can come in and hold that spot down until they can get uh, Horn back or whatever. Um, still young. Pretty talented corner, but we'll see. Uh, I don't know that either one of them really won the trade. I think it was a need for both. Well, it was definitely a need for uh, Carolina. Um, right. And I think Jacksonville gets – I don't know that they really needed Arnold, but the third-round pick, I think that kind of evens it out, makes it good value for them. Uh, it's something they can – you know, those first, second-round, third picks are pretty valuable, and if you've got multiple, you can kind of package them together and – Right, and makes it gives you, you some know, flexibility move some, to move. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, yeah I'm not hating. Point. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Yeah, the, the, totally agree that the third round pick's nice for uh, some some nice capital and flexibility to move if you need to, and um, you know maybe you, you get a pass catching tight end that your your quarterback gets some rapport with, and um, it you know gets a little some some juice in your offense. We'll see. Um, so yeah. You know, they, they both get something they need or we're looking for. So, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously Carolina was needing to fill that spot with JC Horn out. So that, that's such a bummer. Um, talk about a bummer. Um, oh, don't one. do it. You're about to make me Kyle. You're about uh-huh. to make me cry. I'm about to make you Kyle. You're about to make me Kyle cry. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Talk about bummer. This one, I know it's near and oh. dear to your heart and it's a player that's oh. near and dear to mine as a former Packer. I'm going to have to mute you. I don't even know if I can listen to you say this right now. Earmuffs if you have to, buddy. I get it. The New York Giants, New York Giants linebacker Blake Martinez is out for the season with a torn ACL. This ends oh. his, his four-year streak of 140-plus tackles. Oh. Ouch. Ouch. Just oh, horrible blow. Horrible blow for fantasy need a minute? managers. I do. I, I'm going. I'm about to have to pour one out. Pour one out. I'm about. Uh, yeah. 
Got to pull one out. I had actually, he was in, and I had a, I was watching this game actually, and turned it off to something else, another game, and turned it back, and he was hurt, and I was like, oh, oh no, mm-hmm. my freaking heart just sunk. I was like, oh my god, I, I don't even know what to do right now because I own him everywhere. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just a dude. You just click that button every week. You start him. Which we've you talked just, about it at length, you know. Yeah. A lot, Green Bay kind of hated him as for – I won't say hated, but was down on him as far as real football. I get it. You know, he's not the best athletic linebacker, but for fantasy purposes, you're not going to find a better option. 140 tackles four years in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. That's and you know, up to this, you know, this is obviously a knee injury in ACL, and it can happen at any point, you know, non contact injury like that. You know, those it can happen, any point. but like up till now, he's been playing through every injury he's had, you know, the cast on his hand and you know, quad pulls and stuff. Like he's grinded through it. I mean, this one you just can't, it's just one of those injuries, just to, yeah. oh, and you hate to see it because he's just been one of the most durable players and just to have these you know this injury is such a bummer and there's nothing you can so, do about it so with him out who steps up here i mean <clears throat> so this I week mean, you know they've been starting uh martinez tay crowder and o'shane zimenez um do you think reggie raglan gets more play is it justin hilliard is it the Ricky Aziz Ojolare or, or Carter Coughlin? Do you see one of those guys? Which one of those do you think steps up? I almost kind well, of th- think it's Reggie Raglan in a way at that middle spot. Um, well, I think Ojolari and, Z- and Zimenez are more pass rushers, so they're going to they stay are. out there. They are. Yep. Um, this week when he went down, <clears throat> it was uh, it was Tay Crowder that stepped in as the play caller, and he played all but one snap. Um so he played like it was 61 or 62 snaps. So he he stepped in and took over that role uh, this week. So um, if I had to pick a guy, uh, I'm going to go with him. Um, but, you know, since, since he did it this week, I'm going to go with him. And I'm picking him up where I can on waiver wires to speak, you know, because he, he did it this week. They they turned to him right, right. away. So that, that makes me want to lean his way. You know, Reggie Raglan has been involved as well. Um, you see I'm, any reason to pick up Raglan? I mean, I don't right now because I'm more in the, either. I'm more in the Crowder side just because he was the guy this week. But I mean, you know, things can change. Who knows? I, I'm not the biggest Raglan fan. Um, you know, he kind of just hasn't, hasn't it, done. I didn't mention it earlier, but if you're the Giants, do you look at Jamie Collins right here? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's. I mean, I'm kind of looking. I'm looking off of our lads right now, and they've got Lorenzo Carter, O'Shane Zimenez as the outside guys. They had Martinez and Crowder as the inside guys. So right. you know, I like Crowder. I think he's the he's the guy that now with Martinez out. Yeah. That's kind of why I ask you, do you think Reggie Raglan steps up or a Carter Coughlin? But, you know, with um, 
with the injury, do you think there's a possibility they look at a Jamie Collins? I mean, I, I almost think that you I almost think you have to do the, the check in here and mm-hmm. say, Hey, what's it gonna take? You know, what's he got left, you know, what's he doing or whatever. Um I'm I'm just not a big Reggie Ragland guy. I mean, I know Tay Crowder's the weak side guy, and you got Blake as the right inside guy, but I don't know if I would roll with Reggie Ragland. So I think if I could get a Jamie Collins cheap enough, I think I gotta kick the tires on that a little bit. Maybe see thinking? what he says. Yeah, yeah, and you know another thought, you know, no, I I get it. Yeah, for sure. Maybe they Or do they you stay it. in house with your guys? So, you know, like they turned to Crowder this week, Raglan's been involved, sure. And then they also have the three safety, you know, situation with Logan Ryan, McKinney, and Peppers. And Peppers is gonna play up in the box anyway. It's what he does. So do you just kind of roll with say say Crowder's the guy, you play Raglan, you know, on, on First, second down, you're mixing him in as as the thumper, and then you know you're bringing peppers up in the box, you know. So uh, maybe they just right. kind of go that route, you know, because that's what they're using him anyway. And McKinney and Logan Ryan are, are able to move around, and um, yeah, they might, you know, that might be what they look to do as well. Um, yeah, and that's we're we're gonna look at the safeties here a little bit in a few minutes, but yeah, that's that's I, I think that's a very good possibility. Mm-hmm. I, I do. Be interesting to see what they uh, what they do there. I mean, losing Martinez, he wore the dot. Mm-hmm. You know, you plug him in 140 tackles a year. Oh yeah, like we said, four years in a row. No question, he would have hit it again this year. Right, um, I agree. But fancy managers are scrambling right now. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a big blow because you're oh, probably yeah. getting what? Uh, excuse me, you're probably getting. Um, what two points per tackle? Right, one hundred and forty. That's two hundred and eighty points on the season, and you're losing. And that's not counting any sacks, tackles for loss, forced fumbles, interceptions, sacks, anything like that. I mean, you're losing two hundred and eighty right off the get go. There, that's that's huge. Uh, you know, for me, that's this is one I'm kind of stressing over because. In a lot of my leagues, he's he is my LB one just because mm-hmm. I know he's going to get me eight to ten tackles per game. Right, plug and play guy. Now what I do? He's gone for the season. So yeah, I'm definitely it's a big loss, have, man. Yeah, it's a huge loss. So yeah. I'm definitely scouring uh, the waiver wires, um, looking at some trade possibilities, uh, and maybe we'll get into that here in a little bit. But yeah, huge, huge loss for fantasy managers. Yeah, no, I, it is. It's a big loss, and um, you know, right now, um, I'm, I'm putting in the, I'm putting in the, the claim for Tay Crowder. Um, he was the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, when he went down, they, they turned to him. So, um, I'm gonna go that route right now. But you know, that is week four. That's a situation we gotta definitely keep an eye on, and who's playing, and, and what it looks like. So, um, yeah, that's. But yeah, definitely. Uh, such a bummer to see our boy Martinez um, out yep, for the year. For sure. All right, next bit of news. The NFL reinstated wide receiver Josh Gordon again and reports the Kansas City Chiefs are planning to sign him to their practice squad. Interesting. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. I know we're IDP related, but uh, no way I'm buying in on this. I I, mean, I know what his big playability is, but yeah. it's been what? Yeah. It's been what six, seven years since he had the big, huge fantasy season. Right. I mean, he dominated when he was hot. I, I definitely, but it's been a bit. Right. Um, I mean, hey, are you are you taking a chance on him or? Um, I mean, no. I guess if you're in a deep enough league, yeah. where you need somebody. You probably take a, you know, it's worth a flyer. But oh, if 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 I'm in a deep one of my deep roster leagues and he's available and like I have a spot, sure, throw the dart, see what happens. But I'm not like dropping anybody that could be a contributor for him or anything because it's been a minute since he's, you know. Um, tore it up in the league. So, but interesting, you know. We'll see what happens. Deep leagues. If you want to throw the dart? Why not? But you know, right. we'll, not too uh, um, promising right now, I guess. Um, the Chiefs' head coach Andy Reid was released from the hospital after being admitted for dehydration symptoms after Sunday's game versus the Chargers. So yeah, this kind of broke light Sunday evening. Yeah. And, right. Uh, I'm glad it was just a dehydration issue and not a more serious health issue. Cause let's face it, Andy is a, he's a bigger guy mm. and uh, you know, with all his barbecue takes and stuff like that, he's uh, it, you know, he's, it could have been a lot worse. So just being a, a dehydration issue is a, uh, was a, whew, you know, a kind of a blessing that it wasn't something a lot worse, but no, yep, glad to hear he's okay for sure. And that is that's it for news and notes, buddy. Look at you stepping up, Kyle. Proud of you. Hey, hey, thanks, buddy. It, it means a lot. You know, I, I gotta get you know, I beat you up a lot, but I gotta give you a pat on the back. You've done good the last few weeks on these news and notes here. I'll take an attaboy when I can get one. Attaboy. Attaboy, cow. <laughs> anyway, you, you know, uh, it's like deja vu because I almost feel like this is how Dan felt when he was dealing with me. Oh, boy. But the only difference is I'm a superstar, cow. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I mean, hey, yeah. I'm just happy only, to be here. There's, there's I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, right? no, There's I'm only seriously. One Hollywood. I'm just happy you let me hang out with you, bud. That's it. Well, you know, you, you fire know, me, you bring like, me back. I'm just always, you know, you got. You know, you keep, you keep I, I kind of like you. You're kind of funny, you know. You know your shit. You know you do good writing <laughs> and all that stuff. You rank. I'm like, you know, <laughs> is he perfect? No, but you know. <laughs> oh, far from it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot no you do a good job so you do a really good job so hey thanks bud you do too i appreciate you, you know, taking me along for the ride the uh ribbon and um all that good stuff you know the the friendly banter that i give you you know the tough love you know yeah. i don't do that just for anybody so 
Hey man, you would you you wouldn't take the time to bust my chops if if you didn't. That's like, right. Have if, me I didn't, right? if I didn't like you, I wouldn't be busting your balls. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. Hey, I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, you no, should. we just we just had a moment. That's the nicest oh, you've been to me. Jesus Christ! See, I can't even be nice to you without you getting the damn big head and just blowing up on me here. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Oh, Jesus Christ! I'm just saying we had a moment there. Oh my God! Look at you getting all sentimental. We had a freaking moment. You're all up in your feels now. Jesus Christ! I cracked that tough shell. <laughs> uh, you crack something all right oh jesus i can't with you anyway so uh you know like we do every show gotta pay a homage or tribute to uh, our sponsors myfancyleague.com uh for supporting uh our listener leagues you know they do so much man and they're on top of everything. I mean, they don't miss anything. You got any problems? They're quick to answer. They're quick to resolve your issues. You know, like I said, they support our listener leagues, which, uh, by the way, you know, our IDP listener league two that they sponsor, we have, um, we actually had somebody drop out and we picked up a new owner at Grammarly 12 and, uh, Three games into the season, he stands alone as the only undefeated at three and zero right now. So, you Look know, new blood come, yeah, new blood come in, kicking ass right out the gate. So, uh, love to uh, see it. Big shout out to him, um, and a big shout out to myfantasyleague.com. You know, they so customizable, so many options. Um, I'm a firm believer: you get what you pay for. And it's well worth it. Uh, and they do so many good things for charity. Uh, they just help out with everything. So we thank them for that. Um, then, uh, oh, shoot. My mic cut off for a minute. But, um, you know, Action 24-7, Action 24-7, our other sponsor, um, they got so many things going on. For Tennesseans, by Tennesseans, it's a locally owned gambling site. They got everything going on. They're just as good as the big boys, and I'm not mentioning their names because we don't want to talk about them. We're talking about Action 24-7. Yeah, um, Action 24-7, baby. Yeah, I mean, they are they were recently here in Morristown this past weekend. Uh, got to check them out there, but they're in Knoxville. You know, they're from Nashville, but they're, they, they branch out. They go to different places, Nashville. Uh, Memphis, uh, Chattanooga, Knoxville, Morristown, you know, so they're out and about, you know, anytime they come to your town, be sure to check them out. They're giving out free swag. Uh, They'll buy you drinks or whatever. So be sure to check them out. Over the past few weeks, they've given away Titans tickets, Falls tickets, a signed A.J. Brown helmet, and a signed Nate Diaz glove. So um, this week they've got a Javon Kirsch jersey up for grabs so be sure to follow them on social media it's coming out look for details tomorrow so follow them on social media follow me i'm tagging all their stuff doing that um man they're always giving so much stuff away just free gifts free swag all kinds of stuff um 
Champions League. It's back. Soccer fans tomorrow and Wednesday. Well, today and Wednesday. So, you know, you can bet 20 bucks on any UCL match and they'll give you a $20 uh, bet. $20 live bet just for doing that. Baseball, we've hit the home stretch of the MLB season. You know, we're getting what? We're 10, 12 games away from uh, hitting the uh, the postseason. Um, so tomorrow, bet any uh, – shoot. You can still bet on minor league baseball too. So this Thursday, you can bet $1 on the Sounds or the Redbirds. They'll give you a $10 free bet. I mean, that's AAA baseball, and you're getting a $10 free bet. So go check them out there. Um, Friday is money day. Each Friday, they're giving up a deposit boost for all customers, new and existing. That means you can use the promo code HOLLYWOOD100 for your initial deposit and the Friday code for additional boost. I mean, it's just, they're, they're just, it's almost like they're handing money away. Um like I said, use the code promo code Hollywood 100. First time depositors get a hundred percent match up to 400. So if you give 400, they're going to match you with 400. That's $800 you can use towards gambling. And who doesn't like free money? Mm. You know, I mean, mm. for everything that they're doing, they're always doing, um, you know, these promos where you can bet this and get this in return. So, why not make the big match or make the big deposit, get the big match, and uh, uh, hopefully you will hit it big. And like I said, when they come to your town, be sure to go visit them. they got all kinds of stuff going, going on, T-shirts, uh, stickers, you know, uh, anything you can think of. So go check them out when they come to your town. Shoo, Kyle, we got a lot going on. Good job, bud. That was. Um, you got to give the people what they want. Kyle. Some fine work, as always. You know, you know, you know. And we mentioned our listener league two that Gramley was leading. Um, Want to jump over to our listener listener league one, and um, it's competitive too. I mean, it's a. Uh, it's a good mix this year. Um, we've got two teams right now that are three and zero, and they're in the same division. Um, the Juice One and uh, Goliath Thirst, both of them are three and zero. I mean, they're beating out Trip, they're beating out Seahawks Dan. Uh, you know, that's all in their division. And in my division, you know, it's me and you, Kyle. You know, we're over there in Division Two. We're uh, leading the way at two and one. Uh, we got uh, two forty-seven Fantasy B. He's right there with us, so it's a three-way tie for first. So look at um, that, yeah, look at us, Kyle, leading the division. Oh, who would have thought? You know, I think uh, I think I might have Christian McCaffrey in that one though, so Ooh. that's not good. I do, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, in the, in the Listener League 2, though, Gramley's leading the way at 3-0. He's in your division. He's in yeah. He's in uh, Seahawks' stand division. And he's in Fantasy Ray. You know, Fantasy Ray, he's always hitting us up, talking. Um, Great dude. Yeah. Had a hell of a season last year in that Listener League. So, uh, yeah, got the work cut out for us. 
Uh, Spide seventy eight is leading my division, and then shout, I've got the shout out Spides. Spides, yeah, he he's rocking it right now. Another then, great uh, dude. We've got a four way tie for second in that in my division. So uh, yeah, it's three weeks in. A lot of good stuff going on. Now's the time you got to make some moves. This is where you make moves to win, right here. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of good teams in those leagues, man. It's gonna be gonna be a tough tough run this year. Yes, it is. So we're up to the main event. We got a few topics here, and we've got some listener questions coming up. Um, our buddy Dude was was supposed to jump on with us. But he's went back to work, so uh, you know it's a it's an adjustment, you know, getting back in the swing of things. But uh, I know he would have loved to talk about this. Um, Houston Texans linebacker Zach Cunningham has been a huge disappointment to start the season. What are you doing with him? Is he a hold, a sell, a buy? You know, he uh, he's just not been what we expected. Um. Yeah. I. You know, last week he got benched for that, you know, whatever it was, uh, violating team rules for the first quarter. Um, this week he was back to playing every snap. Um, he had a he had his best week this week. He had uh, 14 combined tackles, six solos this week. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely uh, – I'm, I'm selling Cunningham um, where I can. You know, maybe – selling. Uh, wow. I am. Uh, you know, he's – not graded out very well. Um, You're not going to hold a couple more weeks to see if he can uh, bounce back? I mean, I'm not giving him away if I'm a competitive team. You know, if he's going to go back to playing every snap and and um, um, I, I have a competitive team and I'm looking to go. But if I'm, think, if I'm thinking I'm a middling team or, you know, if I can get good value, if I can get good value for Cunningham, I'm moving him just because him – Getting you know, getting in trouble doing whatever last week and getting benched and his play hasn't been great. Um I've always been a little down on him because of the missed tackles and stuff. And, and him getting into doghouse a little bit's not I don't think that's great either. So I am moving Cunningham if I can. If I can get the value that he's worth. I'm not gonna give him away by any means, but if I can right. get if I can get a return I like, then I I am I'm trading him. How about you? Uh, you know, I think I'm kind of pumping the brakes right now. I'm holding at least for another couple of weeks to see what he's going to do because most likely you've got a lot invested in him. So, like you said, you're not going to give him away. Right. Um, you're not going to cut him. So, I think you've got to wait a couple more weeks to see if he can snap out of this rebound. Um it's not looking good. I'll admit it. You know, right. Last year I said, I thought he would be a top five guy. He was, I kind of thought he would be that again this year, especially with how poor that offense would be. Uh, And it just hasn't panned out that way. I mean, I've been completely wrong on him so far. So, uh, I, I think, I think you hold at least another week or two. I mean, if somebody will knock your socks off with a big offer, of course you you go ahead and make the move. But if you're not getting something of value, I think you kind of pump the brakes for a week or two and and go from there and see what happens. No, I get it. Um, I think you know we definitely are 
along the same lines as far as it goes. I'm I'm more apt to take like a fair value trade. You know, you probably what do you, are gonna... what do you think fair value is for him right now? Well, I know last week uh, didn't did we have a question last week about uh, Gregory Rousseau for Cunningham? Um, uh, was, I think we did, yeah. You know, and I thought that was something that was interesting, being Rousseau, being a young, um, talented pass rusher at a position that's tough to find those guys. Um, that's something that I would, you know, I think we said if you could get Rousseau and maybe a pick back would be great if, you know, if yeah. you could. But, um, you know, if I could get a guy like, you know, like that, um, I would I would make I, I would make a fair deal, you know, if I could get Rousseau on a pick of some sort, you know, maybe a Rousseau on a third or something. Um, I'm just, you know, I, I'm looking to move Cunningham if I can get what I think is a fair deal. I mean, you might need a little more because you're a little higher on than I am, but and I get if you want to hold him out for this year if you're if you're looking. Um, well, I don't, I don't really think you hold him for the whole year. I just think with what you've got invested in him because I think a lot of fantasy managers, you know, if they didn't already own him or have him rostered in a lot of leagues, you probably had to pay up for him a little bit. So and well, if I get that willing, willing to take that gamble, then this year you're like, like you said, you're not going to just give him away for nothing. Um, and I don't know that you're going to get a fair value for him right now. So maybe hold him a couple weeks. Maybe maybe this week or next week he bounces back with a huge week and you're like, there's your window. Sell him then. Sure. You know, sure. uh, I think that's kind of what you're waiting for. Um, it, it, it's so tough when a player j- just isn't producing like you thought he would or right. – like he had in the past. Um, I, I just think you hold for a week or two and see what happens. If it doesn't happen, then I'm kind of like you. I think you kind of got to cut bait, get what you can. Um, but hopefully he'll have a big week or two and you, you can uh, parlay to the, parlay that into something pretty decent and get some good return back. Right, he had a good week this week, played every snap, 14 tackles. If he does it again, then maybe somebody will be like, okay, he's back. And I'm more apt to sell him if I can, move him for, for like I said, a fair value because I think there's a chance maybe he makes another bonehead move or his play continues to be not great and the wheels come off even more and you don't get – nobody's looking to get him off you. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm just a little worried it could. So I'm, I'm more apt to move him if it's a deal I'm interested in. But – if you want to wait and right. see if he if he puts strings together a few few productive weeks and then get a higher return, I get it too. But I'm just a little more worried that this could go south if he, you know, gets in the doghouse again and his play just continues to be not great. So, right, definitely an interesting situation there for a guy that was um, a tackle machine last year. You know. Number two, we hit. We hit number two here. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, uh, your next uh, topic: thoughts on the Dallas Cowboys linebacker situation. Do you want to kick this off, or you want me to kick this off? Uh, you know, this has been a crazy situation. I mean, you've got LVE, you've got Jalen Smith, you had Sean Lee. Um, Lee got hurt retired or whatever, you're done with him. You bring in Keanu Neal, a safety, who's 
been hurt, banged up. Uh, you work him as a linebacker all preseason. Mm-hmm. You draft Micah Parsons, the super rookie. So now you got four stud linebackers there, or four top end linebackers. Um, I think a lot of fantasy people thought that it was still LV and Jalen Smith for the most part. They didn't know what you you didn't know what you were getting with Keanu Neal. Is he a safety? Is he a linebacker? Is he going to split? Um, the rookie Parsons. As good as he was, you really didn't know where he – you thought he would take over for Sean Lee and be that third linebacker. And right out the gate, we saw a complete mix-up. It was Keanu O'Neill and Parsons. Right. You know, and then it was LVE and uh, Jalen Smith, so they were kind of rotating two, two linebacker sets. Um which I made the statement, you know, I don't, a lot of fancy managers, I don't think expected that. Um, and then you had some injuries with Demarcus Lawrence. Now Micah Parsons gets shifted from linebacker to defensive end, which does not surprise me. You know, we've talked about this at length. He's a former defensive end out of high school, coming into Penn State, moved to linebacker played outside linebacker, played inside linebacker. I think he's just so talented overall. He can do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last couple of weeks he's played up on the line at defensive end. Um, I think uh, Neil was out this past week with COVID or something. Yes. Um, so it kind of took him out of the equation. I, with the way that Parsons is playing – I think they're going to leave him up on the line, at least until Demarcus Lawrence gets back. Because it's right now, it's uh, ah, uh, help me, the kid from Nebraska, my bo- Randy my Gregory. Manager. Yeah, Gregory. Thank you. He came uh, back I think this it's week. Yeah, I think it's Gregory and Parsons at the end until you can get Lawrence back. Maybe once you get Lawrence back, then Parsons shifts back and there's a change again, but. Until Lawrence is back, I, I think Parsons is up on the line. He showed he can handle it. He's you know, played he's well. He, yeah, he's getting pressures, getting sacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kind of goes back to why I told everybody coming out of the draft, before the draft, Parsons is the 101 IDP of this entire draft, and it ain't close. He can play linebacker. He can play defense. He can play wherever you want him. And play it effectively. Um, uh, thoughts on the situation? I mean, that's kind of it. I mean, I think you want Parsons. He's he's your dude. If you can play him at DN, good. If you can play him at linebacker, good. If you can play him at both, good. If you can play him, good. Um, Smith, LVE, Kellen O'Neill, I think you just kind of got to wait and see um, when Lawrence comes back how that affects Parsons. Do they leave him up on the line? Do they put him in a rotation with uh, Gregory and Lawrence? I got to imagine that Lawrence and Gregory are starters, but with how Parsons has played, does he make a case to be a starter at the end? Or do you move him back to linebacker? What are you thinking? 
Um, well, yeah, I mean, before the season, I was definitely worried about Jalen Smith and LVE with all the talk of Keanu Neal and Parsons at nickel. Um, we weren't sure exactly what it was going to look like, but week one, Jalen Smith, 25% of the snaps, LVE, 22%. So they were not not very much involved. So that was uh, that was not great for those two. It was uh, Keanu Neal and Parsons playing, you know, the majority of the snaps at linebacker week one. Um, and then, you know, week two was a different story with, um, DeMarcus Lawrence getting hurt and Randy Gregor being out in Dallas, like you said, making that shift to use, um, Micah Parsons at defensive end. So in week two, Micah Parsons played 39 defensive snaps and all 39 of them were on the defensive line. Um, so that left, uh, linebacker snaps to be had. And that week, Jalen Smith saw the uptick. He ended up playing 76%, which is a solid amount um, considering week one. He wasn't very much involved. Um, LVE saw an uptick at 52%, but it was mostly Jalen Smith and Keanu Neal at linebacker. Um, so week three, um, Keanu Neal was out with COVID, like you said, Daryl. And um, Micah Parsons, once again, was used on the defensive line. Uh, Parsons saw 37 snaps um, this past week and 33 of those snaps were on the defensive line. So he was once again um, used just as a defensive end basically. And um, Jalen Smith saw a, a little more usage even this week at 86% snaps and LVE saw an uptick in usage at 76% snaps with Keanu Neal out. So this week, you know, Smith and LVE were, were uh, very much involved given the situation. Um, you know, Keanu Neal is going to come back and I expect him to be, you know, uh, heavily involved. They like him in that nickel. They like what he brings to the table, you know, in, in coverage and in that nickel package. So I, you know, we really don't know for sure, but I would let, you know, week two, I, I would go back to week two when Keanu was playing, when it was him and, and, um, you know, week two, we saw Keanu Neal play 72% of the snaps, Jalen Smith 76%. So I would go back to that and say that when Keanu Neal comes back, Parsons, if Parsons still playing defensive end, you're going to see Keanu Neal and Parsons probably play the higher snap percentages again. And LVE, you know, maybe he hovers around that 50% mark. It, it seems like the likely scenario. So if I'm looking for a line to use linebackers out of the situation, Jalen Smith and Keanu Neal would be the guys, you know, while Parsons is playing defensive end. Um, right. That's kind of where I'm at with it. LVE, I'm just bench keeping on my bench if I can because I'm just not sure how much he's involved with Neil back and they seem to favor Jalen Smith over him with Neil and Jalen and LVE all healthy. Um with with obviously with Parsons playing on the line that'd be down down the road when Demarcus Lawrence comes back and Gregory's help healthy and they even worked in uh your boy Chauncey Golston uh this week. Um you know if they're comfortable I mean the thing is Parsons has played good at defensive ends so you know if they feel like they need him there and you know, do they keep him there this year for a while? I, I don't know. Um, if Demarcus Lawrence comes back healthy and Randy Gregory is, is good too. And he's playing well and healthy, you know, they could shift Parsons back to linebacker if they like him and Neil together, like they were using early. Um, it's quite the situation, right? All that being said, that was a lot of, uh, a lot of things to take in. Um, yeah, I, I guess, Right now, with Parsons at defensive end, Jalen Smith and Neal are the only guys I'm considering at linebacker. And, um, 
yeah, that, that I think the defensive end unit's going to have to get back to um, full strength before they pull Parsons off of there because he's playing well, you know, and he's, you know, like I said, week two, 39 to 39 on defensive line, week three, 33 to 37 snaps defensive line. They like him there. They're going to, they need him there and they're going to use him there if they, if they feel they need to. So um, use Smith while you can. And um, I'm keeping uh, LVE on the bench. Um until further notice, I guess, because I don't really know that he's going to see more than that 50% snap mark. What do you think? Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I mean, uh, I, I guess I – Like I, I said, Parsons it. is the guy you want all around, defensive right. end, linebacker, period. I mean, you're looking three games, three starts. Um, he's got um, – 13 tackles combined, eight solos, two TFLs, one and a half sacks. Key key number here, six quarterback hits, and he's got two pass deflections. So he's not a one-trick pony, and I, I've been trying to tell people this from day one uh, back in his days at, at Penn State. He he can do whatever he can do it all. You know, he mm-hmm. can rush the passer. Uh, you can line him up in the middle, let him be that tackle machine. He could drop in coverage. And I think you're seeing it, you know, with the six quarterback hits. Uh me and Dan's talked about this uh before. Uh precursors or um uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? I can't think of it, but you know, more than sacks and interceptions. If you go look at go back and look at quarterback hits or pass deflections, those are intriguing numbers because if you can get quarterback hits and pass deflections, that's telling me you're getting the opportunities to make the interceptions, your opportunities to make the sacks. So um, you know, he's played linebacker, he's played defensive end. Uh, first two games were on the road. Uh, this this last game was at home. Uh, I just think he can do it all. Uh, Jalen Smith and LVE, I, I, I don't know what you do with them right now. I, th- I think you try to flip them. Honestly, I think you flip them the first big game they have. Oh yeah, if we're um, talking, if we're talking buy, sell, hold, I'm selling them if I can for sure. Yeah, I, I was just, I guess, my, when we were breaking it down, I guess if we were looking at if you could who you could start or not, I mean, that was my take as far as Jalen. Well, I, I, th- I think as long as Parsons is up on the line, right? I think you're still starting Smith and LVE somewhat. I know they have their concerns with both of them, but right, I, I think you're still starting them, especially with Neil out. Now, when Neil comes back, which one does he eat into? Uh, when Demarcus Lawrence comes back, which, you know, does that keep Parsons back? I think it does. I think you're going to go back to seeing Parsons and Keanu Neal's that two-back tandem with Smith and LV as the backup two-back tandem. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's going to be about health. you got to get Lawrence back. you got to get Keanu back and then go from there. But. Mm-hmm. I think you're selling both Jalen Smith and, and LVE, which is a shame because they've both overcome injuries 
and been huge impact players, and now you're talking about them possibly being LB2s, you know, at best. Yeah, I mean, and I think Jalen's really the only one I'm trusted right now out of the two. But if I can move either of them, I am for sure. Um, Yeah, it's not a great situation there for for those two guys. Um, Yeah, when when everything is right there, it's, you know, Keanu Neal and and Micah Parsons. But, you know, Parsons can be used on the line, like we said, um, as far as that goes. So if if you can't move Jalen Smith, start him all you can. He should be fine for the time being while Parsons playing on the line. I, I would think it's Jalen and Keanu Neal when Neal's back and I'm benching LVE right now until well, when Neal's back, I'm, I'm definitely benching LVE until we see something change. So, right. um, yeah, that's, that's quite the situation for sure. <laughs> All right. Got- um, moving along here. So, Thoughts on Seattle Seahawks pass rush situation. Um, Just, you know, a few years ago, they had one of the better pass rushing front lines in the league. Not so much anymore the last couple seasons, but they have some young guys who I really like. Um, you know, they drafted Rashawn Green or Rasheen Green. Um, they brought in Benson Maioa, Al Woods, Kerry Hyder, Alton Robinson, who they drafted. Um, shoot. Daryl Taylor, who they drafted. Um, Taylor was hurt as a rookie last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green has kind of come into his own the last couple seasons. You know, they've had Puna Ford and those guys. Um, I like Green right now. I think he's the quote-unquote veteran of the group because uh, this is year three for him. So he's kind of a little bit of the leader. Uh, you got Puna Ford up there. This is year two or three for him. Um, I think some of the concern is, or not concern, but some of the questions are, uh, you know, they brought in Carlos Dunlap from Cincinnati. He had that pretty good run down the stretch, but he's not done nothing this year. No. I mean, he's he's got three tackles and two quarterback hits in three games. Um, that's not great. Not that's not good at all. I mean, that's <laughs> not what they traded for him or signed him for, or I think they traded and then brought him back on a contract. That's just not what you're getting or needing. Um, Alton Robinson, eight tackles, one sack. I think there's some flashes there, but still not nothing I'm buying into. Uh, Rasheen Green, like I said, he's done pretty good. Seven tackles, a sack, five solos. He's starting two pass deflections. He's starting to get a little bit better. So him being a young guy, kind of like him. Um, But for me, it's Daryl Taylor. Um, Like I said, I know people are going to say homer pick, homer pick, because he's a ball, but he's a legit pass rusher. He was hurt all of last season. 
Now you're here in year two, and he's got nine tackles, two sacks, um, two quarterback hits, a forced fumble. I just, you know, a TFL, I think he's the guy. I think he's the true prototype NFL pass rusher. You know, got good size, good lean, good rip, good bend. Um, and that's something they're needing. If you're wanting to look for a buy low situation, I think it's Taylor because a lot of fantasy managers gave up on him last year uh, because of the injury. Uh, but I think he's the guy you want. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I, I'm. I like Daryl Taylor. Um, yeah, the, it, it's a. It's quite the group, right? It really is. It's a. It's it's quite the rotation and a mixed um, mixed bag of snaps and, and results. Um, like you said, yeah, I mean, she, Carlos Dunlap's the big name, right? Um, but he's he's not giving you nothing. So 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 but Carlos Dunlap's been a non-factor. He's played forty-five percent of the snaps so far. Um, yeah, he hasn't done anything. Uh, Rasheem Green, slow start to his career in Seattle to date, uh, but he started off – he had a big week one. Um, he cooled off a little bit after, but, you know, he's he, he sparked up week one. He's played 63% of the snaps through three games, so he's had a pretty steady snap share. Kerry um, Hyder has had a quiet – you know, they brought in Kerry Hyder. Um, I will say this. I love Kerry Hyder because he's, you know – what a few years ago with Detroit, he had the big season. Then he came on. He had a big year. He had a big year with San Francisco when Bosa went down. So he, had a, he was a nice uh, fill-in for them. Um, yeah, no, he's he's shown it in the past. Um, but yeah, he's been quiet and to start here. And now he's he uh, he he got hurt this week, and he's in concussion protocol right now. Um, Alton Robinson, like you said, is a guy who's flashed. Um, he had this. He had a sack week two, and then in week three, he saw his biggest snap share at fifty six percent. It's a little uptick for him, but uh, yeah, Daryl Taylor is the guy I like as well. I was a fan of his coming out of Tennessee. You're the one that um, brought him to my attention there um, before the draft, and uh, yeah, I, I liked what I saw when you were showing me Daryl Taylor's tape, and um, I he's the guy, dude. So. His snap share's kind of been all over to start. Week one was 34%, week two, 26%, and then this week he was at 49%. So his his biggest involvement so far. And week three, he had a real nice game. Six tackles, um, five solos, one sack, and a forced fumble. Um, so, you know, nice week three for Taylor. So hopefully that gets him some more snaps. I'd love to see him up in that 60-some percent range, you know. Um, but out of that group, Taylor's, Taylor's the guy I'm targeting as well. Um, I was a fan of him, like I said, coming out of the draft, coming into Tennessee, and he, he was hurt last year, like you had alluded to before, and maybe this week three gets him a little more run. So, um, I'm Taylor's my guy of the bunch as well. Did I just turn into a Tennessee volunteer fan? I think you did. <laughs> I, th- I, I think you did. I'm kind of shocked by this because I, I just didn't think this would happen, but I think you did. I mean, <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, Taylor, I mean, you're looking back at versus on the road at Minnesota. I know Seattle lost this game, but um, he only played 50%, 49% of the defensive snaps, 37 reps. And he had six tackles, five solos, um, and he forced a fumble with one sack. I mean, mm. 
you're playing 50% of the snaps and that's the kind of protection you're getting. You'd like to hope you'd like to, to hope that it gets him some more, some more reps, right? I'm telling you, he's a legit pass rusher. He's a, I I, mean, I've said this before. I hate fucking doing comparisons, but (laughs) But you're going to do it. Yeah. I can see him being that Brian Burns type guy. Ooh, spicy. Same kind of same kind of frame, same kind of talent. You know, coming out, I would have put him above Burns, but uh, I, I just think he's that same long, lengthy guy, that prototypical NFL pass rusher, and I think that's what you're going after right now. I, I don't think you've seen anywhere near the best from him. So, you know, if you can get Daryl Taylor and trades. As a throw-in, I'm imagining right now, because mm-hmm. like I said, he was hurt last year, so most people give up on him. You can probably pick him up for pennies on the dollar. It's a no-brainer, so. So, Daryl Taylor it is, man. All right. All right, what we got next, Kyle? Uh, last, uh, last bit of the main event right here. Thoughts on the New York Giants safety situation. Um, Boy, this has been a mess, has it not? Right. I don't want to say a mess, but. Well, it's just been. uh, Not what we expected. Well, it it was one of the more intriguing, interesting situations leading into the year with Xavier McKinney and Peppers and Logan Ryan. Like, what the hell was it going to look like, right? Because McKinney was hurt to start the year last year. Then he came in and. You know, they they didn't get that full year all together last year. Well, I think most people. Preppers and McKinney, and then all of a sudden they signed Logan Ryan. I think Logan Ryan was the difference maker, right? Sure. And, you know, this year, this is what it's looked like so far. So, week one, Julie, or uh, Julius, geez, Julius, Jabril Peppers, 45. <laughs> shout, uh, out, shout out Julius Peppers, my favorite Peppers. There you go. I was a huge Julius Peppers fan, man. Um, I like Jabril as well, Michigan fan. Always, always like Jabril too. Um, Jabril Peppers, week one, 45% snaps. Logan Ryan, 92%. McKinney, 95% of snaps. So it was Ryan and McKinney out there week one, you know, doing most of the work. Um, week two, Julie, Jabril Peppers, 80% snaps. Logan Ryan, 100% snaps. Xavier McKinney, 55% snaps. So – McKinney's dropped week two, right? So we're like, okay, you know, what? what's week three going to look like? Week three, Jabril Peppers, 69% snaps. Logan Ryan, 100%. Xavier McKinney, 98%. So week one and three, it was Logan Ryan and McKinney doing most, you know, seeing most of the reps. Bottom line is Logan Ryan's the one seeing the bulk of the volume. through. through Absolutely. Three. That's exactly what the hell I was about to say. Yeah. New England, he was a corner, kind of transitioned to safety. Comes to Tennessee, kind of the safety transitions to a slot corner guy. Goes to New York now. Where does he fit with Peppers, with McKinney? And I'm looking at the numbers right here, three games through. Xavier McKinney, 12 tackles, nine solos, two PBUs. Not bad numbers. Um Julius Pe- or Julius 
I don't that's, my that's my fault. That's my you fault. You jinx me. Jabril Peppers, uh, three games, three starts, 17 tackles, 11 solos, two quarterback hits, one pass deflection or pass breakout. Going to touch on that just again here in a second. Then you got Logan Ryan, three games, three starts, 25 tackles. By the way, leads the entire team. I know uh, maybe if uh, Martinez hadn't got hurt because Martinez had got 23, Martinez would be the leader. But still, yeah, 25 tackles leads the way. 16 solos leads the way. Has a TFL, has a quarterback hit, has a pass deflection, has a forced fumble, has a fumble recovery. You know what I'm saying? Logan Ryan is that guy. He was that guy in New England. He was that guy in Tennessee, and he's that freaking guy in New York. <laughs> Go back and just look at his career. It doesn't matter if it's a position change. It doesn't matter if it's a team change, a scheme change. He is a freaking baller. He is a freaking game changer. Um, you know, I wrote an article on that a few years ago, a couple of years ago when he was in Tennessee. Uh, you know, outside, safety, inside, corner, slot, whatever you want him to do, he can do it. Sure, he's age 30, but he's showing no signs of slowing down. And for, you know, for fantasy, this is a fantasy podcast. You know, we're, we're talking about fantasy here. You're not going to find a better guy. You know, three games, 25 tackles, that's uh, what? Eight and a half, just a little, just a tick over eight tackles a game. Uh, they're letting him rush. He's got a quarterback hit. Where have we seen this in Tennessee, where they blitzed him off the slot corner? Right. Uh, pass deflection. Where have we seen this? New England, where he played outside, uh, was so good in coverage. Um, now, my question would be he's the stud. Who's the number two, McKinney or Peppers? I think I think Peppers is getting the run right now because he's got a little bit of an experience advantage. Well, they're not but getting I, you. They're not getting used the same either, right? Peppers Peppers right. is playing in the box. He's playing. Yeah, in the slot. well, that's what I'm fixing to say. What do you right. do with McKinney? I think Peppers is more down in the box, and it's going to be Logan Ryan and Xavier McKinney at safety. Well, I think I mean, your safeties are those two with Ryan playing and with Martinez out. Don't don't count out Jabril Peppers playing down in the box a ton right. more now that, that Martinez is out. Right. We were talking about that earlier for sure. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean sorry, I, I didn't mean to get long winded, but No, you you do that often. It's fine. We're good with that. Fight it. me, Kyle. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a huge Xavier McKinney fan as well. I'm not giving up on McKinney. Am I a little? I mean, I'm not giving up on McKinney in Dynasty. I should say, um, I like him long term there. Um, you know, this week was great. Him and Ryan saw just about every snap. So let let me put you on the spot here. Buy, sell. Hold. McKinney, Peppers, 
Ryan. Who you buying? Who you selling? Who you holding? Um, I mean, we're just talking for the season. Uh, sure, for the season. Yeah, we'll, we'll do this season because okay. I think for the, are, we'll do season. Yeah. Okay, for the season, I'm buying Logan Ryan because he's playing more. I want the guy who's okay. out there consistently. I'm holding McKinney. Yeah. Um, and I'm selling peppers. Okay. Now now I'm going to put you deeper on the on the <laughs> uh, spot here. Dynasty. Buy, sell, hold. Um, buying McKinney. Ooh. I'm buying McKinney Dynasty for sure. I, I just I'm I'm a big McKinney fan. I'm willing to I'm willing to go down there. Uh, I I just think he's a good player. No, um, I got you. I got you. If you're buying um, McKinney, I'm dying to see who your holding sale is in Dynasty. And I'm not saying you're wrong with the buy because I think I'm buying McKinney in Dynasty too. But I want to hear who your sell and hold is because I I don't know that we'll agree here. We probably won't because I'm going to hold Peppers and I'm going to sell Ryan. Wrong. I'm holding Ryan. I'm selling Peppers. Only reason I'm selling Logan Ryan is because he's on a one-year deal. And I can understand that. I can. That's the only reason. But I will counter that just like I said. It doesn't matter where Ryan has Oh, I'm played. wrong. I'm wrong. He's not on a one-year deal. I, you, no, I Yep. I, I thought as soon I as I said that. I don't think it matters, though. I don't think it matters. All right. You know what? Enough of this putting me on the spot. Where are you at? But, yeah, I'm wrong. Logan Ryan's not on a one-year deal. Well, I, I think you're exactly right one year. I think you're buying McKinney. Um, who did you say? Holding Ryan? No, I said I was holding Peppers and selling Ryan, but I, I thought Ryan was on a one-year deal, but I was wrong. Oh, reader, or one year. He signed See, a three-year deal. For me, I one. think you're buying McKinney, holding Ryan, you're selling Peppers. Okay, I can get down I with think, that. I think Dynasty – it's not changing. You're buying McKinney, holding Ryan, you're selling Peppers. McKinney is younger, talented, so I think yeah. the upside's there. I think he's a buy no matter what. Yeah, you know, I just then, then you get into the one year and the dynasty stuff. Uh Logan Ryan's 30, Jabril Peppers is 26. That's your that's your one case right there. That's Peppers where I was is four years younger, right. but I think Logan Ryan is better than Peppers. So if you can get let's say three years, next three years, I'm still taking Logan Ryan over Jabril Peppers the next three years. Yeah, for sure. I get it. We're 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 different there. Um I'm just going with the youth and um it's actually Peppers is going to be the free agent next year, so see and say where does he go? Where does he land? Yeah. So that's intriguing um, to me. That's I. That's that's what's intriguing to me. I'm going with the youth and wondering where he goes and what. Um, I'm not, I like all. I like all three of those players. It's not that I like. Yeah, I just think just you've seen Logan, Logan Ryan is so versatile. Has played so many schemes. Has played so many different type of roles inside, outside, safety, corner. Uh, coverage, blitzer, 
he's like a Swiss Army knife. And how many times have you hit, heard me say it? Tennessee, they may not say it, but they read it every day that they let Logan Ryan walk out of the building. Oh, no, I agree. I agree with you. And I, like so I said, I, this, I, this for year. Me, I, I just think he's a better player than Peppers. Uh, despite the four-year gap, I, I still think the next three years it's Logan Ryan. No, I get it. I get it. I've just signed with the youth, and uh, I've always been a Peppers fan. So, just you know, but that Michigan Michigan uh, bias is there, and uh, Peppers is an intriguing guy. But, um, well, yeah. So you, you let that shit get in the way, Kyle. It is what it is. And don't act like you don't, because you know you do. Hey, I can't help it that Daryl Taylor is a better prospect than freaking Jabril Peppers. I'm just saying. It's all good, man. <laughs> you no, it's, uh, it, it's quite the situation there at safety for the Giants this year. But like, it is. I mean, that's been a huge topic. Is that? But the volume, like, like we both said though, like this year, dynasty is what dynasty is. If you want to side with youth, I get. It. If you want to side with the better player, I definitely get that too. We both like McKinney as a yeah. buy long term. I think that is one thing we agree on. The other two, I could see an argument either way. But the other thing we both kind of alluded to was the fact that Logan Ryan is seeing the volume that we trust so far, right? To wrap to wrap up that whole ordeal. Um, yeah. He's the guy we trust going forward with the snap volume and production. So we got there. And that is there. that was good. Uh it definitely a not an easy situation to navigate there. Um a few of those, but um that's... Yeah, I mean that's that's the questions that I'm that I'm being asked from fancy managers, you know. Are you looking at Peppers? Are you looking at Xavier McKinney? What do you think about Logan Ryan long term? Um, with McKinney being so young, is he the guy? I mean, it's a valid overall topic. Um, and the thing is, like I, like I said, you got Logan around at age 30, you got Peppers at 26, you got McKinney at 22. So you've literally got a 30, 26, 22. You got a four year difference range. So where are you right. at? And I think before we go down that road, I think the one kicker that could really throw a wrench into this is like we talked about Peppers playing more up in the box. He already plays up in the box as it is, but seeing a more um, prominent role and higher snap volume with Martinez, oh, maybe that happens. That would definitely. Yeah, and throw I, a wrench I, I do think that happens. I mean, so, we've already kind of yeah. seen him. And that we're speculating right? up a little yeah. bit in the box. Right. You got three super safeties there. Your stud linebackers out. You don't have a real huge option. So maybe Peppers, who's more of the traditional in the box guy, right? Maybe he steps up and McKinney and uh, Ryan is your safeties. We'll see. I don't know that I hate that. Right. Yeah. I mean, he plays the box and he plays in slot corner. So do they? You know, we'll we'll see what happens with Peppers. Maybe they play him a little more in there. Maybe he's. Basically, right. I just want to see a snap share increase before I'm comfortable with them. So, use you know, rolling them out. But uh, yeah, that wraps up the main event, man. That was uh, yeah, some some good questions you put in there, buddy. Well done. Yeah. Well, I was just you know setting up the show sheet, and I was like, what's some of the questions, topics that I've been answer or been asked, and uh, we got you some- know we. We didn't agree on everything, and I think that's good. I think that's what people wants to hear. They want to hear 
both sides of the story, you know? Yep. Um, do you go future? Do you go experience? Um, where do you go, you know, with the injuries involved? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some good listener questions here, too. Oh, man. We have some great listener questions. Um, so, get. I mean, we'll jump right into it. Twitter user, our buddy, at Nate Markham. Uh, Shout out, Nate. Shout out to Nate. Uh, great fantasy dude. for frames, Nate. Um, great dude. Great. Puts out great, <laughs> great stuff too, man. Check out his content does, at man. fantasy and frames. Love his stuff. Awesome stuff. He says, first time caller, long time listener. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nate, uh, for finally chiming in. He asked over under 50% snaps for lot, rookie linebacker Derek Barnes. We talked about it a little bit with Jamie Collins being gone now. You know, they tried to trade him, couldn't happen. They finally cut him. Uh, I, I th- you know, he kind of set out last week. They held him out because they were trying to trade him. I think Derek Barnes is the guy. Um, now, what he does with this new role, these snaps will remain to be seen. I think Jalen Reeves and Maven will have a little bit of an uptick too uh, because he's more of a – a little bit more experience, but I think Barnes is the guy. Yeah, and I've been beating this drum since before, uh, before the draft, uh, after the draft, and now that even he's in uh, Detroit. So for me, I'm all in on Barnes. So the question is under or over fifty percent snaps? Oh, sorry, over under fifty. Uh, well, I'll tell you this. He. I'm assuming he, he's talking about before, this week. Yes. So. Before, yes, this week. So in week three, Barnes played 48%. Oh, he's over. Do you think that goes, you with, think that goes up? With then? Collins out of the way, he's way over. Okay. I think he plays 50% this week and for the rest of the year, easily smash over. Okay. No, that's a great question Nate brought up. And Unless I, he gets hurt or something, but you know. Well, yeah, I, I think we're not the question is, injury. yeah, I, I think you smash 50% over for sure. Yes. Yeah, so um, this week with Collins held out, um, you know, like we had talked earlier, I brought up that Anzalone's been the every down guy. Every he's played every snap through three games, and he's calling the plays. So that might continue for a while, just because you know he's been doing it, and they might be working in Barnes into a more prominent role as we go here. But um, this week with a Collins out, Barnes uh, like I said, forty eight percent of the snaps. Reeve, Jalen Reeves Maven saw 47%, which was a huge uptick for him. Um, but Barnes is the guy. Uh, Reeves Maven's been there a few years. He hasn't really flashed much. Um, right. he's had his, he had his chance. Uh, I kind of like the team's guy mostly. Right. And he's a depth guy. He's not he's a bad linebacker. He's just a depth guy. He's not a right. you know, anything special. But, yeah, Barnes, Barnes is the guy. And I think you're going to – I assume you're, we're going to see his usage keep trending up. So I am saying – over as well. Um, Anzalone might continue to hold down that every down roll and call the plays for a bit, but um, I could see that if they're comfortable with Barnes's progression and how he is transitioning with more reps, you know, that could start swinging a little bit too. But I'm going over 50% as well. I like Barnes and I, I like, um, I like him in that defense as far as I'm looking to see what he's got this year. So, Great question by our buddy Nate. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
first time caller that was that was funny <laughs> I, <guess so. laughs> um, uh, I mean me and nate hangs out a lot of times when we got nothing going on and just talk football you know on uh, stream yard so uh such good stuff and uh you'll have to join us sometime kyle i mean it's it's some good stuff but uh Let's do it. Our next question is from another Twitter user. Um, one of our most popular um, <laughs> listeners. I mean, he's in both listener leagues. He He's in all of our chats. He follows us, me, you, and everybody else at the IDP guys. At Peter Patera. Um, <laughs> shout, out, shout out, Peter. What's up, Peter? Uh, in case y'all didn't know, he's from down under in the uh, outback of Australia. Um, and I, I kind of got to bust his balls here a little bit. He says, how do I suck less in the listener league? Um, he said, serious question. Why is Pittsburgh linebacker Devin Bush scoring so poorly? Uh, don't worry about the listener leagues, Peter. I'm sure you'll do just fine. You're a good manager. You'll figure it out. Um, Devin Bush was hurt a little bit, uh, kind of missed a game or two or whatever. But I think Joe Schobert has kind of took away from him a little bit, right? Uh-oh, where did Kyle go? Kyle's gone for a minute. Um, you know, I, I think... That was the question with with Schobert coming in. How much would he take away from Bush? I mean, that was the big question. Um, you know, we saw the we saw the big combine numbers or whatever from him. Um, we saw the talent. Um, just, I, I don't, I'm a huge Bush guy, but I think, you know, there were some concerns. They had Vince Williams, who's retired. They had uh, Robert Spillane, who, who did okay. They had Avery Williamson, who did okay. Um, I think you're kind of looking, you know, Bush was hurt for a game this season. He was out with two. Yeah, he was out week two, so he's got two games, two starts, seven tackles, six solos, one TFL, two forced fumbles, and three sacks. Or not three sacks. Um, looking at it wrong. 12, 12 tackles, six solos, one forced fumble on the season. You're looking at Joe Schobert, who's got three games, three starts, 21 tackles, leads the team. 12 solos, um, two pass deflections. I think Schobert's just going to do what Schobert has always done. You know, a lot of people, a lot of fantasy managers, they're going to overlook him. They're going to underrate him. Um, he doesn't quite get the credit that he deserves. I think his veteran leadership, his overall knowledge is why Pittsburgh brought him in. I don't think they were completely comfortable with Bush being that guy. Uh, I don't think they like Spillane or Williams, Avery Williamson or whoever. So that, that's why they traded for um, 
Joe Schober, and he's been nothing but a stud right now. You know, it gives Bush somebody to kind of be learned from. Let's uh, Schobert be that mentor. Um, I, I don't think you trade Bush. I mean, I don't. If you're getting him, if you've got him as your LB two, then I think you're sitting just fine. Uh, so my here's what, my here's my take on the, on Bush right now. So week one. He he had a he had a solid week one, um, week two he was hurt, so that obviously is not ideal. And then this week he definitely had a down week, and Schobert didn't really have a big week either. I don't believe it was better than Bush's, but it was down. But the one thing that sticks out, um, just looking at it here, was in week one, Bush played seventy three snaps, right? right? Good volume, eighty six percent. So week three he only played thirty eight snaps. Granted, was it was eighty one percent. Right, it was still in the 80 percentile, but it's still only 38 snaps. So, I mean, you're looking at half the snaps. So, opportunity granted, you can make shit happen on eight on 38 snaps. I get it, but volume wise, you're looking at 80 percent snap range both weeks, but the number is not even close. I would completely so. agree with you on the uh, I completely agree with you on the snap numbers. You know, 73 versus 38. For me, I would be concerned with Bush if the percentage number dropped. You know, because when you say 73 week one, 38 week two, anybody's going to say, oh, wow, that's damn near half. But 86% week one, 81% week two. So it really only took a 5% reduction. Now, the actual overall numbers or opportunities is a lot less. Which is what I'm think, saying. I'm saying he had, really he, had, his, he had a less that's chance not really to his fault, tackles. Exactly. I'm, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm saying he could play, even though the percents were the same, the numbers weren't near the same, so he didn't quite have as many reps out there on week three did he that's all i'm saying is like the sheer volume of snaps was not the same therefore right. he didn't have as many chances to make tackles the, the i'm saying volume, that that is why he might have had a down week in week three and i'm not too worried about it right now is what i was trying oh, to yeah, completely agree the sheer volume yeah is a concern but the snap percentage itself tells me okay he's still the guy he's still there with showbert so I'm kind of pumping the brakes. I want to see because, I mean, Cincinnati took it to him. Yeah, that's. I mean, are you so, trying to are you trying to argue with argue with me yeah, when I'm agree, when I'm agreeing with you? Oh Jesus Christ! Is that what's happening right now? I'm literally agreeing with you, and you're just trying to. See, pick I, tr- I tried, I tried, I tried so hard. But you know what? <laughs> Fuck you! You're fired, Cal. Thank you. I had to, I had to get fired at some point. <laughs> no, I'm just saying a lot of people look at these snap numbers and they see the 73-38 and they think, okay, there's something wrong. No, I mean, that's not I, what I was saying. I was saying he which didn't I, have I get I get your point. 73 versus 38. There's a huge disparity there in opportunity. Which may lead to less tackles, which was what happened. So maybe that was the case. I'm not saying right, it was, right. but 
But when you go back to Peter's question, he's like, what's the problem with Devin Bush? Well, you know, he had a 73-38 drop, but he had an 86-81% percentage rate. So it's it's his overall total, and I may be trying to say the same thing. You are I'm trying not, to say the same I'm, thing. I'm not panicking on Bush because it's not like he played 86% of the snaps week one and then played 30% week two. It's just that the volume was different. He's getting the same percentage of, of reps. The volume was different. So there's – and that's not on him. That's not on him. That's not on Schobert. That's on the game itself. That's literally so, what no, I said. No, I'm not panic. That's literally what I said. You're fired, Kyle. Fuck you. You're better than this, Kyle. <laughs> God damn it. Would... I'm just happy See, you agree with me. Hour and 35 minutes in, and, and you had to piss me off, fucker. <laughs> I can't with you. I just freaking can't. Yeah, you need to chug a keystone. I That's am. what you need to do. I'm just happy you agree with me. Fucker. I hate you. I know you do. <laughs> so we both you're agree. Gonna, we're not we're not that worried, right? Right now, as it sits. You're not yeah, that I'm worried. not that worried. I mean, I, I mean the, the the overall snap numbers are a concern, but if you look at the percentages, he's still playing eighty plus percent of the snaps. Uh, right, which is what we want to see. Yeah. Right. But so yeah, no, the snap share percentage is nice. While we were saying is he's asking why he's not scoring so well, was this week he might not have scored so well because Pittsburgh's defense didn't play that many snaps. Therefore, he didn't play that many snaps and didn't get as many chances to make shit happen. Right, which is uh, kind of crazy because Cincinnati put it on their ass yeah. this week. And if you and by the way, if you've been following anything that I've done. Shame on you if you don't have Logan Wilson on your roster. <laughs> yes, Shame on you. Because I have beat the drum for this motherfucker since, since he, he was at Wyoming. Wyoming. Yes. Since, since he was at Wyoming. You were yes. The drum and look, and the look at him now. Yep. Stepping up big time. Two interceptions. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I remember you DMing me saying, check out Logan Wilson when he was at Wyoming. Yeah. You got to see this guy. I remember yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so um, look at Peter getting Peter getting this all riled up. Yeah, Peter always stirring some shit up. Way to go, Peter! <laughs> We're trying to say the same shit, and you're getting us fired up at each other. All you did was say agree with me for once. What no more questions from Peter. I'm taking no, no more. I questions like questions from Peter. Keep them coming, no, Peter. No, taking no more questions. Instigator, troublemaker, damn Australian. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, we like Peter. He's one absolutely. Of our, uh, Peter's the man. He, he is. He is one of our greatest listeners, followers, supporters, and we thank him so much. You know, he does reads all of our stuff, checks all of our rankings out, all of our articles out, podcast, both listener leagues, does the Patreon. Um, so we thank Peter so much. Uh, everybody else should follow his lead. Um, we got a few more questions here. Uh, our boy Z Mags. Z Mags. Shout um, out Z Mags. What up, Z? Our um, boy. Our boy. You my boy, Blue. 
Um, he says, is Denzel Perryman the real deal in Las Vegas? He's actually got three questions here. You know, he couldn't just stop at one. He had to ask 15. Hey, but z is the man. He's Not only does he put out good content, but he's a great dude. And look at he him. He's bringing some good questions. So shout out yep. z you the man. And we got to get him back on the show sometime. Yep, absolutely. But he says, is Denzel Perryman the real deal in Las Vegas? It certainly looks that way, right? I mean, it does, through, don't it? Through three weeks, um, snap share has been steady. For week one, 75%. Week two, 76%. And this week, at its highest, 92%. And he's had double-digit tackles every week. 10 tackles week one, 12 tackles week two, 14 tackles week three. So he's putting those ta- or th- those snaps to good use. He's producing. Um, and they're turning to him as a play caller in Vegas. Um, you know, Perryman – Injury, the injury bug has seemed to bite him throughout his career. Um, so that could always be a problem at some point. It seems to have been, hopefully, it's not this year. Maybe he can stay healthy and keep this rolling. But through three weeks, he's he looks like the real deal as far as which linebacker you want in Vegas, right? Yeah, I mean, he's straight rolling right now. Yeah, three games, three starts, 36 tackles, 21 solos. So, Boom. I mean, he's not giving you a whole lot else, but. Three games, he's giving you 12 tackles a game, seven solos a game. Yeah. That's huge. I mean, That's... you're looking at um, – oh, shit. I mean, you're looking at um, – I mean, if you want to play predictive here, he's giving you 12 tackles a game times 17 games. He's on pace for 204 tackles. I mean, of course, he's probably, you know, he's he's not going to keep that pace wow. up. But damn. Dude, that's, I didn't realize that. That's yeah, wild. I mean, 12 I mean, games yeah. we're not going to see 17 games. Yeah. He's not going to keep that up. But, geez, I mean, you kind of forget about he, that, that extra game, right? To yeah, that extra game changes everything. Shit, that's crazy. People don't realize that. It changes everything. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's crazy. 204 tackles, that's. You know, he's not going to keep that pace up, but I think you can easily – I hate to say it, but I think you can easily pencil him in for 130 tackles. I know that's a 74 drop, but, you know, you're you're counting for some bad games, whatever. But I think, if like, we just, a, we, we just want him to stay healthy for a full season, right? I mean, exactly. that's, 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 that's been the, the problem. Yeah, because it seems like – Yep, I mean, I think we've seen this before. He's put up some decent games, and he just can't stay healthy. And it seems like if he does, you know, avoid getting injured and and, like, and stays healthy, that the role is is there. I mean, and he's doing well with it. So, and the Raiders are freaking three and zero. So, yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, he's got another question. Question number two from Z Mags. He wants to know, are we worried about Carolina Panthers strong safety Jeremy Chin's usage despite his usage being the same? So I guess he's what he's trying to say is his usage this year is the same as last year's, but the production's not there. Um, 98%, 100%, 100% over three games. Um, 64, 44, 55, 
is his snap count. Uh, I think we were just kind of spoiled by him coming out the gate last year. Um, I'm not going to sell him. I mean, despite what's going on down there, I think there's going to be better days ahead, and you've you've kind of seen it. Um, three tackles, quarterback hit, a pass deflection week one. Um, three tackles, quarterback hit week two. Five tackles in week three. So, I mean, let's face it, Carolina's a little better team with a healthy Christian McCaffrey. You've got a good quarterback in Sam Darnold, who I really like. You've got Robbie Anderson. you got D.J. Moore. I think the offense is going to take away from him a little bit. But I don't think you're selling on Jeremy Chin. I think he's still the same player. Uh, just maybe the opportunities ain't there. You're saying the actual amount of snaps being played? Right. Right. Um, I yeah. mean, from this year to last year. I think right. last year he was probably – I would have to go back and look. But off the top of my head, I got to think he's probably playing what? Um, 70 plus snaps a game. Yeah. And, this year, uh, he's not even hit 71 times through three games. Right. You're, Six, you're looking at 64, 44, and 55. So, right. I think total opportunities, that makes a difference because the offense is so much better. Um, I don't think he's a different player or any worse player than what we've seen. And maybe teams are avoiding him a little bit more because they know if they throw at him or attack him, he's going to light their ass up. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not looking to uh, give up on, on Jeremy Chin after three games. Um, you know, the, the snap shares there as far as, you know, the, what he's what his his snap share percent is he's out there every snap um he's uh he's being used um up in the box and in the slot um that's where he's spending most of his time uh week one he saw a little more time at free safety but um these last few weeks it's it's uh been mostly in the box and slot um so th- you know that's that's what you want it's just we just haven't seen you know, the production we were expecting after his huge rookie season, you know, last year, 117 combined tackles, 68 solos. I mean, just, just a huge, huge rookie season. So, you know, naturally, like Daryl said, we, um, you know, were spoiled by his, his fantastic production last year and it's just been a slow start for chin. Um, the, you know, the, the snaps are there, the volumes there as far as, you know he's he's out there for for every play, um, and he and he's playing up near the line, which is is what we want. Um, that's where he's seen the majority of his time. So, you know, you definitely like to think better days are ahead, and I certainly think so. So I'm not willing to give up on Jeremy Chin. If you have a panicked manager um, that's just out on him after three games, then I'm seeing. I'm definitely making that call to see what uh, what he's looking for or he, him or her is looking for in, in a trade. 
and if you can, um, if it's come to that. Um, but through three games, yeah, the production has been great and everything. But I'm not, I'm not out on Chin after three games. Um, he's too talented. He's young, and it, better days are ahead. Right, and I mean, you mentioned the 117 tackles, 68 solos. Uh, I don't know that he's not going to reach those numbers again. I'm not going to rule him out. I mean, you're looking sure. at – He just had such a dynamic rookie season. And it's a season that you don't typically see out of rookies. Right. You know? um, I mean, he only had – you go back and look, he only had one interception as a rookie. He mm-hmm. only had five pass deflections. Uh, he only had one sack. He only had two TFLs, only five quarterback hits. Now, I think the the game changers is he had two forced, two forced fumbles, two recoveries, and he, reco- you know, he took both recoveries to the house for touchdowns. I think that's what – fantasy managers are remembering. I think that's what's standing out. So, uh, you know, I'm by no means panicking on him right now. Yeah, I'm Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. And then uh, our last question, or not our last question, but Z-Mag's last question. He says, what's your favorite defense to watch so far this season? Um, I can tell you who my favorite defense to not watch has been through three games. And that's Green Bay's. Well, that's a given because they suck. Who the hell would watch Green hey, Bay's defense? It, it was better this week, but through those first, first I can't say nothing because Tennessee's defense has been trash too, so I can't, I can't really say nothing. Um, I think Washington coming into the season was one that I really wanted to watch, and I'm still watching them. But, man, I could not the last two weeks, take my eyes off of Buffalo's defense with Russo, Oliver, A.J. Epineza. I know Boogie Basham's been out, but they've got Mario Addison. they got Jerry Hughes. Sean McDermott has got that front forward dialed in just like what Washington's doing, just like what he did in Carolina. Russo's going to be – Russo's a stud, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Everybody no, thought taking that year off, he was going to lose some stuff, and I was like, "Nah, he he's the best pass rusher in this class." You know, a lot of Jalen Phillips hype, a lot of whoever hype. It's Russo. He's the dude. He's that dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I good call there. Um, I hate to I hate to bring this up because our boy Z Megs is a Bears fan, but. I tell you what, watching that Cleveland. Oh, you're de- gonna hurt his feelings. Don't do it. Watching that Cleveland defense this week was something else with that <sighs> nine sacks. Ooh, I mean, Miles Garrett four and a half. Davian Clowney. What a week two. to start a rookie quarterback. <laughs> and I know Zemex is, is not a Nagy fan, and that that offensive game plan was not. I know he's not. And, and but, Fields is, Fields is going to be good, but damn, yeah. you did him um, no favors whatsoever starting no. him against. But Clowny all, and, all that yeah, is, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And all that aside, but that uh, that was quite the. If you like defensive football, those guys were getting after it. Um, and that whole Cleveland defense is just super interesting to me with Grant Delpit back and how they're using their safeties with John Johnson, Ronnie Harrison, Delpit, and 
and watching JOK's usage and uh, he's playing well with his snaps and I, I'd like to see him get a few more, but um, yeah, that was, that was something to watch this week. Uh, wow. Oh, what a performance. Yeah, for sure. Um, so thank you, Z Mags, man. Yep. Got, Thanks, Zach. You man, us, hit us up when you uh, get the time. We we gotta have you back on the show. Yep. Um, Definitely. And then our man, we had a lot of good questions from some some big guy, big time guys. And our last one comes from our last two comes from at Orange Man thirty one forty two. In it, in case if y'all don't know who that is, that's Johnny the Greek. Johnny the Greek, our buddy you know, Johnny. He he, he does the. Uh, cornerback monster article and i'm telling you right now that motherfucker is a beast the monster gives you literally i don't every, know how he puts that together and it's what like does, what but it's like fifteen thousand or sixteen thousand words and oh it breaks God, down every team and every idp asset or non-asset you it's know the thing amazing. is that it, i'm sitting here and I, when uh nate or whoever nate cheat our boss man posted and he's like Here's Johnny's cornerback monster, and I'm like, and well, no, the corners is Friday, the monster's Thursday, and then the corners, yeah, the monster, and he's like, it's so many words, and I'm like, holy shit, I don't know if I want to read this, but once I start reading it, it's almost like he's not giving me enough. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, he puts his spin on stuff too, which is such a great, it's such a great read. It's one of the smartest dudes I know, and he gives you everything you need from each team from the previous week. All in one spot. But yeah, yeah, he wants to know, and he's got two uh two questions for us. He wants to know what well, I say back up. He wants to know how worried are we about Kenneth Murray, or are we even worried? Are you worried about Kenneth Murray or are you concerned? I mean, what's your thoughts I am- here? I mean I guess, you know, he started as a rookie last year, started all 16 games, started all three this year. Um, I kind of break it down for everybody. Three games, three starts, 20 tackles, 12 solos, uh, one TFL. That's where he's at. Uh, So you're looking at basically six, six and a half tackles a game, three solos a game. I don't know that that's too far off last year because 16 and 16, uh, you're looking at seven tackles a game, basically four solos a game. So he's, his number, his average numbers are not off. Um, I'm not too concerned. I mean, I think he's, for me, I think he's kind of right where he is. I think a lot of people are kind of freaking out because of, guess guess what? Derwin James is back. I think that's what's causing people to freak out. Uh, I think um, Murray is right where he needs to be. I think he's going to, at season's end, Despite the extra game, I think if you look at his 16 games, I think he's going to outproduce what he did last year. I just think they're kind of producing. I think they're kind of freaking out because of the return of Derwin James, and rightfully so. But 
Well, I think the biggest thing is why people are concerned, and I am concerned, is because this week his snap share dropped to 51%. That's not good. Nope. I'm looking at that. I'm looking at it. That is he not went good. From, so, so he went from 55 snaps, 100%, 49 snaps, 79%, 40 snaps, 51%. That's his three games of this year. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, that is a concern to me. And Kaiser White outsnapped him this week at 70%. And another concern to me is he's been not good in coverage. And it seems like he is. But you didn't draft him for coverage. I mean, let's really think about yeah, it. Yeah, but I drafted when the him Chargers to be on the drafted field him, more they than didn't half the snaps. Him. They didn't draft him to be a, a coverage linebacker. That's great and all, but as an IDP player, I drafted him to play more than 50% of the snaps on my team. You know what I'm saying? Like if he's if his snapshot is going to drop, I'm concerned. That's I'm my still, worry. No, I get that, but I think if they drop lower than what they are, I'm concerned. Right. But if he stays, I mean, 51 percent is not ideal. That's that's concerning. That's not good. But, that's not good. But if you've got 179 the first two weeks, why did his numbers drop to 51 percent? Week three, because he got exploited by the Chiefs in coverage, and that's the Chiefs. I mean, you right. look—he played Washington and Dallas the first two weeks. Dallas, not good in coverage. Kansas City's you, not your everyday team. I mean, what are they? What, what are they going to do to him when it when he's out there? They're going to throw at him. He's not been good in coverage. He's got to get better. I get that. Yeah, I, I'll get. I'll give you. I'm willing to pump the brakes. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Look, I I, I was banging no, the drum I, I for, mean, Ken, for No, hold on. I was banging the drum for Kenneth Murray before the year. I was all I was too, Kenneth and this Murray. is what people want to hear. That, they want to hear me and you go back and forth or you play both sides. Um, but let's face it. What do you – is it concerning? Yes. Yes, it is. I'll, I'll kind of go back and say, yes, it's concerning. But with what you've got invested him, probably draft capital, trade capital, what are you doing with him right now? You can't trade him right, and get back value. So what are you doing with him? Are you buying, selling, holding on him? Well, I mean, start bench. I mean, what are you doing? I, uh, I don't you know, even think I'm – A local I'm, radio state, cut, start bench, or start, cut, bench, whatever you want to say. Well, I mean, I don't think it's at any time to sell them right now. You're not going to sell them after this week by any means. You're not going to get much. I'm definitely selling them. Um, I'm not buying them because I'm waiting to see what happens here. I'm just worried. He's, I think he's been slow to pick up Brandon's daily scheme. Yeah, but if you're so concerned with his snap count reduction, his coverage issues, and I'm not saying you're wrong because I agree with you. I do. As a fantasy manager – Start cut or start bench cut buy sell hold. What are you doing with him? I'm putting him on the bench this week. Okay, you're putting him if I can. I mean, you got to have somebody to play, obviously, right? Right, but if I can't afford to bench him for somebody who's a I'm confident as a full-time player, then yeah, because I want to see what happens. Obviously, because uh, your whiteout snapped him, Drew Tranko was pretty close to his number. I want to see what week four looks like. You know, did it, you know, did they just uh, see enough of, of him 
kind of struggling out there in coverage and decided to go a different route for this week? Are they going to coach him up and get him ready? To, you know, I don't know. But I'm, I mean, I like Kenneth Murray, but I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'll agree. There's some concern there. But I also think of this. His numbers, despite the production, his numbers are still on pace to beat what he did last year as a rookie. Um, who de- who else does the Chargers have? They don't have anybody else. Now, I know you, you can make the case for Derwin James and those guys coming up, but if you look at linebacker, they don't have a whole lot else other than Kyler Murray. So I get what you're saying. You know, there is some concern there, but I'm not cutting him. I'm not benching him because I think at the end of the day, unless you're just super freaking stacked at the position, you're not benching him because you probably need him. He's probably he's probably your LB2 at least, if not your LB1. So are sure. you going to, you know, are you going to bench your LB1? Are you going to bench your LB2? I mean, I get it. As long as he's putting up the numbers, I'm okay with it. Um, maybe you pump the brakes for a couple of weeks. Maybe you bench hold him, you know, buy, sell, hold, start, bench, cut. I think you're hold bench right now with him for a couple of weeks. If you can, if you, yes. If you can, exactly. If you've got a lot invested in him and he's not one of your better guys, then I think you've got to start um, and go with him there. But I don't I mean, think you cut him or sell right now. No, I mean, I'm I'm not writing him off right now. I'm just, you know, I'm concerned. Yeah, I want to see what it looks like. And if they're willing to play Tranquil and Kazir White just as much or more, then that's not good for Kenneth Murray. But we'll God see. Damn, what- look at you, Kyle. You're actually freaking being – I can't even fire you right now. What? You can fire me anytime. I can, and I want to, but I can't right now because you're actually doing good. Look at you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, well. <laughs> oh, buddy. I'm trying to be nice here. I know you are. Um, Asshole. <laughs> yeah, I'm not writing Marie off, but I am concerned. I want I, If I can send him down this week to see what happens, I am if you can afford to, I mean, if you have a team that you have, like, say you picked up Kenny Young and you can play him instead, right. or or you have Cole Holcomb, or you know, one of those guys that were like your LB four ish type, and you start three of them, like, definitely. If I could, if I could sit them down for a week to see what happens, for sure. Um, but uh, I think so. Too, yeah, I'm not writing them off to like get rid of them, but uh, just I'm, I'm concerned to see what it looks like going forward. It's not week three was not great, and he's he's just. I don't know if he's just been slow to pick up Staley's scheme, you know, in LA now, but he's just not been good in coverage in um, these last couple of weeks. And it's a, and the snaps this week was a concern. Right. And I was high yeah. as hell on, on Murray before the year. I, th- I thought, we, I thought year two was going to be, maybe that is playing into me being a little concerned because I was expecting big things. Right. Yep. I completely agree with you. And then our last question from Johnny and round out or not. He wants to know is Tay Crowder this year's Terrell Adams? 
You know, I hadn't really thought about that until I was reading the question off a few seconds ago. I was looking ahead, and I'm like, you know what? He Johnny may have hit the nail on the head there. Mm-hmm. Um, that role, second, right? Yeah, second, that role yeah. is is just conducive to fantasy points. I mean, he's a second year linebacker. Um, three games, eighteen tackles. Eight solos, one pass deflection. But what did we say at the top of the show? Guess who's gone? The man, right? Your oh boy. Oh, my God. I, I'm about to cry. I, nah, I'm tearing <laughs> up right now. That just that kills me. But, yeah, I mean, Tay Crowder, what do we say all the time? Opportunity is king. Mm-hmm. One man goes down, it's next man up. And Crowder was the man this week. When he went down, they turned yeah, to him. Yeah, and they right don't away. have, you know, what's their other option? Bring. We talked about it earlier. You I'm bring right. your your other option is to bring Jabril Cox down in the box. Jabril Peppers. A lot more. Or Jabril Peppers. Sorry, not Jabril Cox. Jabril Peppers. Hey, we we've but been even, everywhere. But with even Jabril doing Peppers that, I think I think Crowder is still the guy. Right. I mean, so it points that way when you turn to him right away. So right. He's been there, you know, he knows the system. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's a great point by Johnny. He very well could be because the role is is prime, right? The role it, is there. The opportunity is there. If, the competition if at the position. Reggie Raglan ain't it, man, I don't think. Reggie Raglan's not it. Jabril Peppers could be a little bit of competition, but even mm-hmm. still, I think it supports Crowder. Even with with peppers coming down, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, man, I could totally. I had, like I said, I hadn't thought of this, but I could totally see Crowder being this year's Terrell yeah. Adams, and Terrell Adams is non-existent this year. Yeah, well, I think what John, what Johnny's refer, yeah, I mean Terrell Adams this year's um, non-existent. Yeah, I'm but just saying year, this year yeah. he's going, but right last you know, he year he was last year, right? Right, exactly. Nailed it. Exactly. Like, yep, he came out of nowhere, and it was just production. Bang, out of nowhere. Click the so, button. Boom. Yeah, I mean, it's worth the click of a button, you know, the time yep. it takes you. Yeah, um, like Johnny said, for the price of a mouse click. It's- the price of a mouse click, yes. Johnny's so good at those one-liners. I love those. Um, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, you, you – you gotta think Terrell Adams is a take her out, you mean? One hit wonder, right? Oh, Terrell. Okay, we are Terrell. Yeah, Terrell Adams is not good. Yeah, he, he was just he had the one good season. Houston has disappeared. Volume, opportunity, everything lined up for him, and it was right. it, it equaled IDP goodness, and then it it's gone. So we enjoyed it while it was here, and it's gone. Yep, it is what it is. And there's. You know, people bash one-year wonders, but there's really nothing wrong with that. No, they help you win games. They help you win titles. I mean, titles, if you can yeah. catch them at the right time and ride that wave, mm-hmm. you know, that's – who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just shows how smart you are if you can catch them at the right time. Hey, just remember the, the good times. Remember the good times, right? That's right. <laughs> that's right. Remember the good times, Kyle. <laughs> that's right. And, and with me, there's a lot of good times. So I'm just that's saying. what I'm saying. 
that's saying. what I'm. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, um, great question, but Johnny though. Yeah, appreciate you, Johnny. Yeah, he Johnny needs to ask more questions. Yeah, those. Yeah, everybody brought it tonight. Those are some great questions. Questions, yeah, tonight, I mean, man. It was some fire stuff tonight. So, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle, um, before we jump off here, I didn't even think we'd make it this long, but we've we've hit two hours. <laughs> um, I think. Uh, I think we both had a long day, and it's been a long few weeks for us, and we were just we ready have, to. Man, we were ready to, uh, you know. Uh, it's been brutal, yeah. but I was ready to do this. I can't even imagine what it would have been if dudes had been on with us. So it would have been interesting. I mean, we were literally arguing when we agreed with each other. Well, you know, I don't know why you do that to me. <laughs> you know, you you know I'm right, and you still argue with me. So. Yeah, because yeah. I was uh, I was agreeing with you the whole time. Yeah, I think we we're trying to say the same thing, just different uh, different routes to the uh, to the end. But uh, um, tell them what you're working on, what you're doing, where they can find you, all that good stuff. I know we get on here each week, and everybody kind of used to us, but for maybe the new guys or new ladies, whoever's listening. Tell them what you're working on, what you're doing, where you're at. Right on, man. Um, so in season, um, I write the IDP waiver wire article for us at IDP guys. Um, that's that's pretty much all I got going as far as uh, writing wise right now. Um, it comes out every Tuesday. Um, yeah, that's uh, after the week. Uh, Monday, I dive into um, some guys to look at and kind of try to figure out, you know, who who are some potential players to put in for um, each week for your IDP squads. So yeah, the waiver wire article comes out Tuesday and that's pretty much what I got going in season. Um, I would love to be able to get some, some uh, Debbie stuff rolling here at some point, just need to find the time, but um, I'm just kind of making sure I get that waiver article done each week. And hopefully I get a few, few uh chances to write some Debbie stuff here with the college season rolling but um but yeah that's that's what I got going right now I know um I, I appreciate anybody that takes the time to check out the the waiver wire article I like writing it and um it's fun each week to to write about new or reoccurring players as they pop up in yep, situations definitely one of my favorite reads each week I mean I, Thanks, I buddy. check it out each week and I you do such a killer bang up job on it, man. It's one of the best. So I appreciate that, buddy. I really do. You're welcome. You're still freaking fired, but you're welcome. I- <laughs> <laughs> but enough about me, man. Uh, you got all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, out. nothing That's about enough. you. Let's give them what they nobody, want. I mean, nobody you know? cares about me. Let's be honest. No, but. I mean, you're just freaking like a speed bump in the road here. I'm just, I'm just here for you to pick on and fire. Right. Well, if I didn't, oh, Jesus, you're about to get me all up in my feels. If I didn't like you, I wouldn't pick on you, damn it. <laughs> Let's be honest. We've been, we've been, it's been a roller coaster of emotions this show. It's been, it's been a ride. A little bit, a little bit. But you do good work. I mean, you do. Thanks, buddy. I mean, I think if anybody's followed us, listened to us back in the day, I was, uh, you hit me up and kind of asked me about IDP guys and, all that and the move and mm-hmm. I mean you talk for two or three weeks and uh yep. 
I worked hard, I worked hard to get you to come over. I did. <laughs> I, I was like, man, come on, Kyle. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I'm glad you made the decision to come over and join us. Oh, you're me a too. Great talent. You you do a good job, and uh, oh, thanks, buddy. Anybody that can take shit from me is well deserving. So. <laughs> no, I enjoy. It's a lot of fun. It's a great group we have at IDP, guys. A lot of super smart people putting out awesome work. Um, it's a really fun atmosphere, and I'm just happy to be a part of it and contribute in any way. You know, it's it's fun. But enough about me. Like I said, you got all kinds of stuff coming out. NFL, oh, Debbie. Man. I mean, so tell yeah, them, tell them what of, you got rolling. Cover yeah, it all, too, because you got all kinds of shit. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm so busy right now. I can't even freaking keep up sometimes. But, uh, of course, me and Kyle does the IDP Nation that you're listening to. If you're into the IDP Davy, I do the Davy IDP Grind podcast. Um, of course, you can find me and Kyle over at IDP Guys. I'm doing the IDP Stock Market, IDP Davy Stock Market. I do the IDP Rookie Recap, um, along with some other things. I mean, it's just a busy time of year. And as Johnny would say, we're waterboarding the market with content. <laughs> Uh, I don't even know if waterboarding is the right term. I think we're flash flooding the market right now. It's amazing the amount of just it is. kick-ass I mean, content coming out. It's and it, it covers everything: betting, you know, IDP, offense, betting, um, Debbie. It, Joey had a Joey the Tooth had a killer uh, prospect article come out today. But Kenneth Walker at Michigan State running back was just cool. Um, yep, just and awesome not- stuff. That's not even counting our rankings. Yeah. You know, our top 700 rankings. I do the top 100. I've actually expanded it. We're now up to 120 IDP Devi rankings. Um, those rankings are awesome, too. You can't find those anywhere, man. De- yeah, IDP I mean, rankings, I, I know man. they're not the end-all, be-all, but it gives you a good idea of what's going on around IDP Devi. Um yeah, but it gives you a good it gives you a good uh you know base to these are the guys to look at, right? Yep. You know. We might both like a player and have them higher than the next guy, but you know. Yep. It, I mean, I I really put a lot of work into those and uh you know, it kind of grew personal. I started out doing just my top 50 personally and kind of grew into 75 and I thought, well, maybe I should publish these, and it jumped to 100, and now it's like 110, and now I'm like 120, fixing to grow it even more. So, yeah, I mean, be sure to check those out. Um, man, we, we do so much stuff. Our, our group chats on yeah. IDP, guys, our listener chats, and, uh, you know, we got our uh, IDP Nation Listener League chats. We got our Patreon that we're pumping stuff out on. Um, we're not going to do a Patreon this week, but Kyle, we probably need to do one next week. So yeah, let's do that. Um, I mean, me and Kyle's got a lot of shit going on. So, uh, but we're glad to do it. You know, you guys tune in, you support us, you know, yeah, we appreciate it, man. We appreciate it so much with the Patreon NFL, uh, trophy smack who we didn't even mention earlier. You know, with the rings and belts and plaques and all that stuff. So go check them out. You can check them out on my Twitter page, MFL um, Action 24-7. We got stuff going on. I got a couple more sponsors that I'm working on. Um, so be sure to check that out. And one quick plug. I know it's not 
uh, fantasy football related, but uh, go check out uh, 13 Horns podcast. If you yes. like music, rock and roll, um, alternative, heavy metal, uh, grunge, all that stuff, go check that podcast out. We've got a couple of sponsors we're working on for that. So, uh, man, it, it, it's literally a busy week. It's, I, I th- I've got three articles. Oh, shoot. I've got more than that. I got IDP Davy Grind podcast. I got the IDP Nation podcast with you. I got the uh, IDP Lounge on Saturdays. I got the IDP Start Sit on Sunday mornings. So I'm doing four pod, well, five if you caught the the uh, music podcast, five podcasts a week, three articles a week. Man, I am covered up. So Whew. I need a vacation, Kyle. Yeah, you do. I will say that. Damn. You got to give the people what they want. And you are. You certainly are. Sheesh. Man. I'm like a motherfucking rock star, baby. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) I mean, this is is what Axl Rose must feel like right now. (laughs) Freaking legend, you know. (laughs) Just groupies hanging all over him, all kinds of shit. Damn. That's exactly what Axl Rose felt like. Yeah. Me and Axel, we got this shit down, baby. You are Axl we, Rose. You are Axl Rose. Bro- hey, no, I no, I can't do that. I can't do that. Axel is the greatest frontman ever. I'm I'm not the greatest frontman ever. No way. No way. But yeah, check me and Kyle out on all of our stuff, everything we do. If you're into music, checking out the 13 horns, but uh Damn, Kyle, you talk too much, man. We done hit over like two hours and 15 minutes. Yeah, I, I got to come Dan back. would done be cussing me, throwing shit at me. Yeah. Little did he know I did that shit to piss him off. <laughs> He's like, we need to wrap this up. I just keep on fucking talking. <laughs> oh, I know. Hey, good stuff, though, man. It was fun. I bet you can't tell me what I'm listening to. There's no way. Your playlist is eight miles long. I could never guess. Oh, Skid Row. Fuck you. I'm doing it down. Uh, Rage Against the Machine. Okay. <laughs> Look at you, Kyle. Well, I threw Skid Row out because he just bought a Skid Row t-shirt, but then he started singing yeah. Rage. Oh, they're on the light. Yeah, then he started singing Rage Against the Machine. So. Yeah, Skid Row shirt and uh, Guns N' Roses shirt. Are on the way. Can't wait to show them off. We we need to do a live show one night. All right. <laughs> you know, maybe we'll just uh, pop on one night, do a live show, unannounced. All right. We'll have to work it out. We'll see when it works. I wanted to. All right, well, what? that's all. That's all I got. Okay. Fine. Are Thanks. you sure? 
That's all I got. And all I want to say is thanks. That's for all listening. you got. That's all I got. And I want to say thanks. Thanks for listening. We appreciate all our listeners. And uh, it's awesome. I only fired you like two times tonight. Maybe three. It, it was probably four or five. I'm going to say two. I think you over exaggerate. Okay. I'll say three. All right, then. We will be back next week. I'll be back next week. I don't know if Kyle will be back next You know, I fired him like 14 times this week. So To be determined, right? To be determined. TBD. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm TBD. I'm a game time decision. I'm mu- you're TBD and I'm must-see TV. <laughs> That's how that works. But, uh. Yeah, we appreciate everyone for listening. Yes, absolutely. Putting up with my bullshit. (laughs) My bashing of Kyle each week. Is those real glasses, Kyle? Those look like fake glasses. I can't see without them. I can see, but it's not very well. So many places I could go with that, but I'll leave that alone. All right, let's, let's call it. We'll leave it there. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fine. Let's call it. Just cut the people off from what they won't call. Be a party pooper. Whatever. Good night. King Henry, tighten up. Hey, Rod, for the win. Really? You had to ruin the whole show with 